Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned and unmerited favour, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life for life. Glory be to God. Glory be to God in the highest. Now let's get into the time of the Word of God this morning. And today I want to, I want to continue as we continue to talk about the voice of guidance. As we continue to explore the voice of guidance this morning. Last week we were talking about discerning the voice of guidance that comes through prophecy. Last week we spoke about discerning the voice of guide of guidance that comes to us through uh, prophecy. And we discovered that when one is prophesying, it simply means that they are speaking out of inspiration. When someone comes to you and they're giving you a prophetic word, it simply means that they are speaking or they're communicating to you out of inspiration. And the one who gives the inspiration is the Holy Spirit. The one who gives the inspiration is the Holy Spirit. But last week we learned that it is important for you now to learn how to discern because there are so many voices. There are so many voices in this world. There are so many voices in our time. Now, it is not only the voice of the Holy Spirit that is trying to speak into your life, but there are also other voices that are trying to speak into your life. That is why last week we spent a great deal of time talking about the different tests that you need to put into practice that you need to know and begin to apply that you need to know and also begin to apply the bible gives you the privilege the bible gives you the rights the bible gives you the authority to test that is why when you go to the book of first john chapter number four especially from verse number one the scripture says do not believe every spirit that's what the scripture says. The scripture says, do not believe every spirit. But what are you supposed to do? You are supposed to test all spirits. Do not believe all spirits, but test all spirits. And the writer went on to specify why that is of great importance. That is of importance in your life because so many false prophets have gone out into the world. Because so many false prophets have gone out into the world. So it is important that you learn or you know how to test. And we went through a number of tests that we shared last time. If you can remember any one of them, I want to give you just a minute to go ahead in the, in the comment section. Just type one test that you remember from last Sunday. Go ahead, go ahead. And I want you to type in the comment section just one test that you remember from, uh, from last Sunday. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Go ahead and use the comment section. Go ahead and use the comment section. We are talking about the voice of guidance. Go ahead and type in the comment section one test that you remember from last, uh, from last Sunday. Glory be to God. Yes, I can see them coming in. The test of doctrine. Glory be to God. I can see the test of character. Oh, yes. The test of control. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Go ahead and type them. I like that one. The test of common sense. The test of common sense. And I'll just summarize uh, just a couple of them from what we learned last Sunday. That as we are building up from first, uh, uh, first, uh, first Timothy chapter number 4, where the word of God is encouraging us, First Peter chapter number 4, encouraging us to test all spirits. Number one, we said it is important for you to subject a prophetic word through the test of doctrine. Through the test of doctrine. Everything that you hear, it must never violate the written word of God. Every prophetic word that comes to your life, it must never violate the written word of God. Because the written word of God is the work of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will never contradict himself. Right? The Holy Spirit will never contradict himself. 
So every prophetic word that comes into your life, it must come in a harmony with the written word of God. It must come in a harmony with the written word of God. That is very, very important. We also spoke of uh, the test of confirmation. The test of confirmation. Remember that when the Holy Spirit is guiding you, is providing the voice of guidance, primarily he will lead you from the inside. The Holy Spirit will guide you from the inside. So there must be or there ought to be a confirmation with your born again spirit. There ought to be a confirmation with your born again spirit. So whatever the prophetic word that is coming into your life, they ought to be a witnessing of your spirit man of your born-again spirit, of your regenerated man, of your regenerated spirit, they ought to be a confirmation. They ought to be a confirmation. We also spoke about the test of character. The test of character. I think we went to the book of Matthew chapter number 7, if I'm not mistaken, verse number 23 or verse number 24, where Jesus went on to say uh, that uh, uh, you shall know them by their character. You shall know them by their fruit. You shall know them by their fruits. Because he was he was warning the church against so many false prophets that have gone out into the world. But Jesus went on to say, you shall know them by their character. That is by the way that they act. You shall know them by their fruit. That is by the way that they act. So it is important for you. Don't just test the message. Also check the messenger. Don't just uh, receive the message. Also check the messenger. Also check the messenger. We also spoke of the test. Uh, the, 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 the other one we spoke about the test of... Uh, I'm trying to remember from the comments that you guys are writing. We spoke about the text of control. Or before that one, let me talk about the test of faith towards God. The test of faith toward God. So whenever you receive a prophetic word, remember I said, you don't just concentrate on the message. You also have to focus on the messenger. Because the one of the scriptures we read from the book of Deuteronomy, it, it highlighted to us that there are some prophets that will come, they will come your way and they will prophesy into your life. And what they prophesy will come to pass. In other words, it's going to become a reality. But the scripture does not commend us to end there. The scripture says, but then after they have given a prophecy to you, if they go on to tell you to say, let us worship other gods, the scripture says, do not listen to them. So in other words, a growing believer, you don't just end at the prophetic. But you also follow on the demands or the instructions that you're going to be given after the prophecy has been given or after the prophecy has been fulfilled. Why is that of importance? Because every prophetic word, it should always move you in the direction of God. It should move you closer to God. It should never move you away from God. It should, it should grow your faith towards God. It should not grow your faith away from God. It should, make, it should not take away your faith from God. So that is very important, the test of faith towards God. We also spoke about the test of control. It is important that you also check that are they not trying to be manipulative? Are they not controlling in other areas of your life? You've got the privilege of the scripture. You've got the authority of the scripture to test all spirits. To test all spirits. That is very, very, very important. Now, let me come to today's message. Now, we are building up from the book of Acts, chapter number 2, verse number 17. We are building up from the book of Acts, chapter number 2, verse number 10, 17. And when you go to that portion of the scripture, the Bible says, And it shall come to pass afterward in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. What's going to happen when there is an outpouring of the spirit upon all flesh or upon all kinds of people? Number one, the Bible says, your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. That is number one. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Number two, your young men shall see visions. 
Your young men, they shall see visions. That's number two. And number three, your old men shall dream dreams. Your old men shall dream dreams. So these are the things that are going to evidence the outpouring of the Spirit. And I remember last week we said uh, the outpouring of the Spirit is evidenced by prophecy, by visions, and by dreams. I'll repeat that. The outpouring of the Spirit is evidenced by prophecy, by visions, and by dreams. That is why we are centering on Acts chapter number 2, verse number 17. So in other words, in these last days, these are some of the ways, not the only ways, but these are some of the ways that the Holy Spirit is going to provide the voice of guidance. He's going to provide the voice of guidance through prophecy. He's going to provide the voice of guidance through visions. And he is also going to provide the voice of guidance through dreams. So it is important for you to learn how to discern the voice of guidance that is going to come your way through visions, through prophecy, and through also uh, 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 visions. It is very important. Prophecy, visions, and dreams. Now, let's go to the book of John chapter number 10, verse number 27. Now, John chapter number 10, verse number 27 is the primary text for this series. It is the primary text for this series. John chapter number 10, verse number 27. And the Bible says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, not only does he know you, but he says, my sheep, they follow me. They follow me. John chapter number 10, verse number 27. Now, let me build up everything from this portion of the scripture. Now, in John chapter number 10, Jesus is talking about, he's using this picture image when he was talking about the people that belong to him and how he's going to protect them and how they are going to follow him. So he uses this picture image of a shepherd and the flock, of the shepherd and the sheep. And, uh, and in verse number 27, he goes on to say, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, from this portion of the scripture, it is important for you to know beyond any shadow of doubt that in this life, we follow voices. In life, we follow voices. I want you to go ahead and type in the comment section that in this earthly life, we follow voices. That's, that's, that's very common to all men. That is very common to all races. That is very common to all people, regardless of the color, the color of your skin. We all follow voices. But what becomes of very of great importance is to make sure that you are not following the wrong voice. What becomes of great importance in your life, it is to make sure that you do not follow the wrong voice. That you are not following the wrong voice. Now, it's very interesting that when you come to the book of John chapter number 10, it is in the same book of John chapter number 10, verse number 10, where Jesus goes on and he writes and he says, he speaks and he says, the thief comes to steal, <laughs> to kill and to destroy. It is in the same context of John chapter number 10 where Jesus speaks and he says, the thief comes only but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now listen to me very, very carefully because I don't want you to miss this. Very, very important. The devil is not after your things. The devil is not after your things. The devil is after you. Very important. The devil is not after things. He is not after or he is not going after to steal your things. He is pursuing your life. And his ultimate goal is to destroy you. The ultimate agenda of the devil upon your life, it is to destroy you. It is to kill you. But listen to me. The devil cannot kill what he has not stolen. 
very important, go ahead and type in the comment section, that the devil cannot kill and he cannot destroy what he has not stolen. That is why Jesus, when he comes, he talks about the, sh the shepherd and the sheep. And he says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Now, any voice or a strange voice, the sheep will not follow that voice because they have mastered the voice of their shepherd. So what Jesus is saying to us or the implication of the scripture is suggesting to us that if a, if, if a, a, a thief who's coming in the form of a shepherd and is going to try to steal the sheep, he's going to use a voice. He's going to use another voice in order to steal the sheep. Why? Because it's in the nature of the sheep not to follow strange voices. It's in the nature of a sheep to follow voice, to follow the voice of the shepherd. That's why I'm saying to you, whenever the devil wants to kill and to destroy your life, he's going to use a voice. He's going to use a voice. So a voice is used to steal you. The devil will use a voice to steal you. Once you are stolen, then he can kill and he can destroy you. Why is that of importance for you to know? It is because the devil cannot, cannot kill and destroy what he has not stolen. Remember I said in the beginning that the devil is not after to steal your money. The devil is not after to steal your house. The devil is not after to steal your jewelry. The devil is not after to steal your car. Listen to me. The devil is after your life. The devil is after your life. Because the moment you are stolen, the moment you are taken away by you following a strange voice, then the devil can kill you and the devil can destroy you. But listen to me, child of the living God. The reason why we are bringing in the voice of guidance it is so that you can master the voice of the shepherd, so that you can master the voice of the Holy Spirit and be able to discern and be able to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit in everything that you do in your life. Very, very important. The devil is not after your things. He's after your life. So in order to steal you, he's going to use the voice. He's going to imitate the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's going to imitate the voice of God. He's going to try to imitate the move of God even in your life. But listen to me. It is a high time that the church of the living God, it is a high time that the body of Christ learn how to discern the voice of guidance. It is important, especially in these last days, especially in these last days, it is important for you to continue to grow in learning how to discern the voice of guidance. So last week we spoke about the voice of guidance through prophecy. And this morning I've got a very simple task. I want to concentrate on the voice of guidance through dreams and visions or through visions and dreams. Very important. So this morning we're talking about the voice of guidance through visions and dreams. Go ahead and type in the comment section that the voice of guidance through visions and dreams. The voice of guidance through visions and dreams. Let's start. Uh, let's start with visions. Let's start with visions. What is, then is a vision? What is a vision? A vision is spiritual insight given through a series of mental images or emotions while you are awake. I'll repeat that and I want you to type it in the comment section. A vision is spiritual insight given through a series of uh, mental images or emotions while you are awake. In other words, you are not in bed, you are not fast asleep. A vision is spiritual insight given through a series of mental images or emotions while you are awake or while awake. Very, very important. That is a vision. That is a vision. And we find that visions are valid in the New Testament. And the validity of, the, of visions in the New Testament 
is seen through Acts chapter number 2, verse number 17, is the verse that we read uh, earlier on. Acts chapter number 2, verse number 17. And in the last days, and in the last days, God says, the last days, the last days is referring to our time. Now, from the Old Testament perspective, when they are talking of the last days, they are referring to the times of the Messiah. They were referring to the times of the coming of the Messiah. In other words, the times of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you and I, we are living in the times where the Messiah has come. So we are the ones who are living in the last days. And the scripture says this is what is going to happen in the last days. There shall be an outpouring of the Spirit of God upon all flesh. In other words, upon all kinds of people. And your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. These are the things that are going to happen in the last days. So visions are valid in the times that we are living in. Now, when you come to the New Testament, when you come to the New Testament, I've got some scriptures that I want to encourage you to open your Bible because I'm not going to be able to put them on the, on the screen, uh, unfortunately. But please, I want to encourage you, just open your Bible. Acts chapter number, nine, chapter number 9, verse number 10 to verse number 12. Acts chapter number 9, verse number 10 to verse number 12. We want to see uh, visions in, in the New Testament. And I've just put uh, a couple of examples. Acts chapter number 9, verse number 10 to verse number 12. And I'll read from the NIV, the New International Version. It's talking about the conversion of Saul. The conversion of Saul while he was on his way to Damascus. And he had the appearance. There was the appearance of Christ in his life. That was a vision. He saw Christ. And the Bible says in verse number 10. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. I want you to underline that. The Lord called him in a vision. Can you see the validity of visions in the New Testament? The Lord spoke to him or appeared to him in a vision and he said to him, Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. Verse number 11, the Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street, a street which was called Straight, and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying, for he is praying. Verse number 12, in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias. Come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. So when Paul had the visitation of Jesus Christ on his way to Damascus to persecute the saints, when, when he saw the brightness of light, he, he was blinded from that time. And from that time, Paul went on to, to pray and began to seek the face of God. Now, while he was seeking the face of God, now another disciple called Ananias had a visitation through a vision telling him to go to Tarsus to a street. Can you imagine how specific this vision is? To a street called the Strait and ask for a man from Tarsus, a man called Saul. Now, while Ananias is receiving the vision, Saul had also received a vision that a man called Ananias was going to come and lay his hands on you and you shall recover your sight. So we see visions at work in the New Testament through the conversion of Saul. Acts chapter number 10, the following scripture, the following chapter, Acts chapter number 10, verse number 9 to 20. Acts chapter number 10, let's go there. Acts chapter number 10. Verse number 9 to 20. And I also read from the uh, NIV version. It says, about noon, afternoon, the following day as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. In other words, he did not sleep. He was awake. But he went into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It's like a, a, a blanket or a sheet. Uh, and it was coming down from heaven to earth and uh, it was being dropped uh, from the four corners. 
Verse number 12. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals by it oh, oh sorry it contained all four kinds all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds verse 18 then a voice told him get up peter kill and eat arise peter get up peter kill and eat and peter responded i have never eaten anything impure or unclean then the voice to him uh, spoke to him a second time do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times. And immediately, the sheet was taken back to heaven. Verse number 17. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the man sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. So in other words, while this is happening, a centurion or a man called, a gentle man called Cornelius, he had sent his servants to go and call Peter to come to him because Cornelius also had received a vision from God. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the man sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. That was before the men came in the house. But he said to him, three men are coming to speak to you. They are looking for you. So get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go and speak with them, for I have sent them. Can you see how visions were at play also in the New Testament? How they were also at play in the New Testament. Very, very important. And I'll also give another last scripture concerning visions. Acts chapter number 16. Acts chapter number 16. Let's open our scriptures. Let's learn together. Acts chapter number 16, verse number 10 to verse number 11. Acts chapter number 16, verse number... Let's start from verse number 9 to verse number 10. Acts 16, verse number 9 to verse number 10. The scripture says... During the night, Paul had a vision. I want you to underline the word vision there. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, after Paul had seen the vision, we got up. This is Luke who's writing. So Luke is saying, we got up at once to leave for Macedonia. In other words, he is responding positively to the vision. At once we got up and we left for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So listen to me. Visions are valid in the New Testament. The Holy Spirit also provides the voice of guidance through visions, through visions. And remember, we define the vision as a spiritual insight given through a series of mental images or emotions while awake. A vision is spiritual insight. We are talking about vision within the context of the voice of guidance. So a vision is spiritual insight um, given through a series of mental images or emotions while awake. And this is exactly what we saw through the conversion of Saul. That is exactly what we saw through the vision that Peter received, which was talking about how God had already accepted the Gentiles, how God had accepted the Gentiles, the ones who were deemed unclean, the ones who were deemed impure. But God is revealing through the vision that he has accepted them. We also saw the vision through uh, a call to Macedonia, a vision which Paul saw a man standing and begging him to come and help them. And they concluded that God was calling them to preach the gospel in Macedonia. Now listen to me, very important. It's not every vision that you see that comes from God. Go ahead and type that in the comment section. It's not every vision that you see that is coming from God. It's not every vision that you see that is coming from God. Hence, the importance of us discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit when it's coming through uh, a, a, a vision. Very important. 
Let's move on to dreams. I'm going to put these two get two together because they're almost similar. Let's move on to dreams. What then is a dream? What is a dream? The definition is the same, but I want you to catch the difference. A dream is spiritual insight given through a series of mental images or emotions while sleeping. A dream is spiritual insight given through a series of mental images or emotions while sleeping. That's the difference. The difference is that in a vision, the difference is that in a vision, you are awake. Whereas in a dream, you are fast asleep. In a vision, you are awake. But in a dream, you are fast asleep. That is the only difference. So how you handle a vision and a dream is going to be the same. How you respond to a vision is the same way that you respond to a dream. Very, very, very important. Now let's see in the New Testament uh, or even coupling together with the Old Testament how God has been providing the voice of guidance even through dreams. The birth of Jesus Christ. The birth of Jesus Christ. We see dreams at play. We see dreams at play. Now, when, when, when Mary had the visitation of Gabriel, the, the, the angel Gabriel, announcing the birth of Jesus Christ, and, uh, and Mary went on to speak about this experience to his, uh, to his husband, future husband, husband-to-be, Joseph. Now, the Bible says Joseph began to contemplate about leaving uh, Mary, but he wanted to do it in a very respectful manner. Now, when you come now to chapter number one of Matthew, Matthew chapter number one, verse number 20 to 21. Matthew chapter number one, verse 20 to 21. The scripture says, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Oh, this is happening in a dream. She will give birth to your son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. Now, Joseph is receiving the voice of guidance through a dream. Through a dream. Matthew chapter number 2 verse number 12. The Magi. The wise men from the east. Matthew chapter number 2 verse number 12. This was when they had come to see the child. And they presented their gifts. God, uh, frankincense and myrrh. They presented to Jesus. And uh, remember that on their way to see uh, the newborn king. They passed through Herod's house. They passed through Herod's house. And Herod said to them, Please, on your way back, pass through and tell me, so that I may also go and celebrate the birth of the king. But as soon as they saw the child, the Bible says on that night, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So in other words, when these magi were sleeping before they began their journey to go back to their place. The Bible says, while they were sleeping, they had a dream. And in the dream, God was saying to them, do not use the same route. In other words, don't use the route that will take you to Herod's house, to Herod's palace. What is going on here? They are receiving the voice of guidance through a dream. Very, very important. Matthew chapter number 2, verse number 13 also. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. This was after the wise men had already gone. And now Joseph had another dream in Matthew 2, verse number 13. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. And he said, get up, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. All this is happening in a dream. For Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Now, if you continue to read this whole narrative, you're going to realize that when they were in Egypt, Joseph had another dream telling him that Herod is now dead. Go back to Israel. 
all this is happening in a dream. So we also see that when you come to the New Testament, the Holy Spirit also provides the voice of guidance through dreams. When you go back to the Old Testament, we have a number of scriptures that we can cite, and I'm not going to go into them, but I'll just highlight them to you. Uh, uh, Abraham had a dream, and God gave guidance to him. One of the most popular dreams we find in the Old Testament it is Jacob when he had a dream of a ladder that was ascending unto heaven, reaching up to heaven, where he saw angels ascending and descending. That was through uh, that was through a dream. Not only that, but we have this young man who is known to be a dreamer. We have got this young man in the book of Genesis who is also known to be a dreamer. A young man called Joseph, whom God began to communicate concerning his plans through a dream. So this is one of the most common ways that God provided a voice of guidance. So listen to me, church of the living God. Like I said also concerning visions, it is not every dream that you dream that is a communication from God. Very important. It's not everything that you dream that you can say God is trying to communicate to you. That is why discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit becomes of great, great, great importance. Remember, the outpouring of the Spirit is evidenced by prophecy, by visions, and by dreams. Now, the purpose of dreams and visions, there are a number of, of purposes that we can cite from the scripture, but I'll just highlight a few today. Now, visions and dreams are used to warn people. The Holy Spirit will use visions and dreams to warn, to give a warning. I'm also reminded of a king called Abimelech. When uh, Abraham was journeying towards the promised land with his wife Sarai, and they passed through this place uh, with a king called Abimelech, and Abimelech decided to take Sarai as his wife. And before Abimelech did anything with Sarah, he had a dream. And in that dream, God was warning Abimelech and saying to him, do not touch her. Do not touch her. So visions and dreams are also used to give warnings. To also give warnings. Sometimes God gave visions and dreams to reveal, I think this is the most common one, to reveal his plans and purposes for one's life. God used visions and dreams to also reveal his plans and his purposes in one's life. That is exactly what we see in the life of Joseph. God came in and he began to reveal his plans concerning his future, concerning his purposes on the life of Joseph. But all this message, this message is being conveyed through a dream, is being conveyed through a dream. We know of a man called Daniel in the book of Daniel, obviously not me. A man called Daniel, God has been communicating to him through dreams and visions outlining his divine plans for in the, the entire world and the future times. Is God communicating? So God uses visions and dreams to reveal his plans, to reveal his future plans. But I want to summarize the purpose of visions and dreams this way, that dreams and visions are sometimes, that is not always, they're sometimes used as a mode of divine communication very simple. Visions and dreams are used as a mode of divine communication. So within the context of the voice of guidance, whenever you receive a vision or a dream, it is important for you to learn how to discern, to know whether a dream or a vision is coming from God. Listen to me. It's not every dream that you dream that is a divine communication. Sometimes it's just you. Because you were not you you were on Netflix for three five hours, so your mind is processing. Your mind is still at work. Sometimes it's just you. But when there is a vision or a dream that is coming from God, listen to me. There is a quickening that happens to your spirit, man. Very important. 
whenever God is communicating to you through a vision or through a dream, there is a quickening that happens to your spirit, man. In other words, your spirit is going to be quickened. Your spirit is going to be quickened. Your spirit is going to be quickened. In other words, the Holy Spirit is going to call your spirit to attention. And you are not going to miss it. You are not going to, because the Spirit of God, remember, He primarily communicates to you, not through your mind, but He communicates to your spirit. Why is that? Why is that order of importance to know? Because God is spirit. God is spirit. So if He's going to speak to you, spirit communicates to spirit. That is why being born again is of great importance. John 3 or John 3 verse number 4. Whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. John chapter number 4 verse 23. They that worship him, they shall worship him in spirit and in truth. So whenever God is going to come and communicate to you, he's going to reach out to your spirit man. He's going to reach out to your born again spirit, to your the spirit man who has been regenerated, who has been made alive in Christ Jesus, who is a new creation, the one who is responsive to the things of the spirit. So whenever you receive a vision or a, or a dream, I want you to pay attention. Is there a quickening in your spirit man? Is there a quickening in your spirit man? Very, very, very important. Very, very important is their quickening. Now, listen to me. There are two kinds of visions and dreams. I'm putting them together. There are two kinds of visions and dreams that I want you to pay attention to. Number one, there are what I call uh, direct messages. A direct message that is coming through uh, a dream or a vision. You know, you don't need any interpretation. The messages, Christ, are clear. Joseph, go to Egypt because Herod wants to kill all the firstborn babies. The message is direct. In other words, it's Christ or clear. It's not ambiguous. The message is straight to the point. The message is blank. It's just right there. You don't need any further investigation because the message is clear. Abimelech, do not touch Sarah. The message is crystal clear. The message is crystal clear. And it also applies to dreams and also visions. But there's another side or another kind where the message is indirect. <laughs> and this is where the challenge comes in. Because for the direct message, for a direct message, the message is clear. You don't need to do anything. But it is when the message is indirect. In other words, the message is unclear. You have dreamt something and there is a quickening in your spirit, man. But you cannot put things together. You cannot put those series of, a series of images and emotions together to, to come up with a clear message. This is where the complexity, this is where the complication comes in. When a message is indirect. Now listen to me. Very, very important. That is where discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit comes in. Always remember, the Holy Spirit will speak from the inside to your spirit man. So whenever you receive a message that is not so clear to you, whenever you receive a message and in the message, the pictures that you are seeing in the vision or in the vision, they are unclear. You cannot interpret them. Begin to pay attention, not to your mind, which is the common things that we all do. Whenever we receive a vision or a dream that we cannot understand, we begin to question ourselves, which is right. But many times we are doing it at mental level, at our mind level. But remember, whenever God is talking to you, he does not speak to your mind. He speaks to your spirit man. So you need to focus not on your mind, but begin to focus on your spirit man. Is there a quickening in my spirit? Is there a quickening in my spirit? Is God igniting something in my spirit? Very important because that is part of discerning the voice of guidance that is coming through prophecy, that is coming through visions, that is also coming through a dream. Very important. Now, many times, what we are calling mental images 
if 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 it's a divine communication <coughs> coming through a dream or a vision you're going to realize that the holy spirit is going to use the language of symbols he's going to use the language of symbols i want you to go ahead and type in the comment section that in divine communication through visions and dreams the holy spirit uses symbols in divine communication through visions and dreams the holy spirit uses symbols so the mental images you're going to see in a dream they are going to act as symbols now what is a symbol a symbol is a representation a symbol is a representation what do i mean by that we're simply meaning that one thing stands for another this is where one thing stands for another so we see peter receiving a vision and what he's seeing he's seeing a blank sheet that is coming down to earth from heaven being handed down from its four corners and inside it he's seeing different kinds of animals according to his cultural backgrounds he realized that these animals are unclean but listen to me what god was doing or what the holy spirit was doing he was using this the the symbol the symbolism in these living creatures he is using the symbolic language of living creatures to communicate spiritual message or to give spiritual insight i hope you're getting it he is using symbolic language to communicate spiritual things to peter so that means the animals that he's seeing in there god was not talking about the animals but he was talking about people so in other words the animals were representing people were representing people who are said to be unclean who are the gentiles so when god said to him peter rise up kill and eat and peter says i have never taken anything unclean or unpure so god was just simply trying to communicate to him that it is time that we embrace it is time that you embrace the gentiles it is time that you embrace the gentiles because remember there were no dealings between the jews and the gentiles but at this particular time god is beginning to reveal his ultimate plan that the gospel of grace is not just coming to the jews but is also going to the gentiles because i'm not coming just after the jews but i'm coming for all men for god so loved the world that he gave his only beloved son that whosoever regardless of your ethnic background whosoever regardless of the color of your screen whosoever believes in me will not perish but have everlasting life so in the dream or in the vision god is using symbols to communicate a divine message the challenge comes when it, the challenge comes in interpreting symbols the challenge comes in what in interpreting symbols and i want to just give you two guidelines to interpreting the symbols i'm, I'm going to give me a few of them and i want you to take note of them number one very important when the holy spirit is communicating to you through a vision he is going to do that a number of times it's not everyone whom the holy spirit communicates through a dream but there are some people whom god uses dreams and visions as a mode of communication to them so it becomes of importance number 1 to write down your dreams or your visions or to write down dreams and visions it's very important write them down write them down daniel chapter number 7 verse number 1 daniel chapter number 7 verse number 1 let's go to that portion of the scripture daniel chapter number 7 verse number 1 it says glory be to god daniel chapter number 7 verse number 1 i'll try and go there In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream. <laughs> Daniel had a dream, 
and visions pass through his mind, mental images, a series of mental images and emotions. Daniel had a dream and visions passed through his mind as he was lying in bed. Watch what he did. He wrote down the substance of his dream. He wrote down the substance of his dream. So it's very important. If the Holy Spirit is going to provide a voice of guidance to you through dreams, make a habit of writing down your dreams as soon as possible. Because the interpretation of the dream hinges on the actual dream. Don't become like Nebuchadnezzar. Don't become like Pharaoh. <laughs> Who went on to dream dreams, but they forgot what they dreamt. And they're calling everyone to come and interpret and also to give the dream first. So it is important for you, if God communicates to you through dreams, make it a habit to write down your dreams. Now, if this is one of the means that God communicates to you, then I want to suggest and encourage you to develop a dream journal. Have a dream journal. Write down your dreams. Go ahead and put them on paper. Write down what you saw. Write down how you felt in the dream. Write down the people and what was happening. Write down everything. Write, capture as much as you can. Because that is key to the interpretation of the dreams. Remember, the Holy Spirit, sometimes he uses the language of symbolism, of representation, to communicate spiritual insight or to give us spiritual messages. So it's important. Write down. Daniel used to do this. Every time he dreamt and he received visions passing through his mind, he developed a habit of writing them down. So it's okay even when you go to bed, Take your notebook, put it on your bedside. So that when you dream and dream and you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, don't go back to sleep. Wake up, write it down, and then go to sleep. Very important. So write down the vision. Write down the vision. That's number one. Number two, very important. Become a student of the word. You cannot run away from the written word when it comes to discerning the voice of guidance. Commit yourself to become a student of the written word of God. Because some of the symbols, the meanings are already there in the scripture. Some of the meanings are already there in the scripture. Very, very important. Very, very, very important. Some of the meanings are already given in the scripture. So commit yourself to become a student of the written word of God. Because the interpretation should never violate the written word of God. So commit yourself to become a student of the word of God. Now, let me put a disclaimer. It's not all symbols you're going to see in the dream that you're going to find in the scripture. Because sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to communicate to you within the context of your culture, the environment that you are living in. That is why paying attention to your inner man becomes of importance. That is why paying attention to your spirit man becomes of importance, becomes of great importance. So develop a habit of writing down, number one. Number two, become a student of the written word of God. You know, some of the symbols are crystal clear. When you see a rod, you know that the scripture is talking about the written word of God. It's talking about authority that is based on the word of God. The rod that Aaron used, the rod that Moses used to part the Red Sea, the rod of Aaron that battle is talking about authority. It's talking about the written word of God. But some of these symbols, you cannot know them until you commit yourself to become a student of the word of God. I hope I'm communicating something to you this morning. Genesis chapter number 41, verse number 15 to 16. Genesis chapter number 41, verse number 15 to 16. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it, but I've heard it 
said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Now remember, Pharaoh had a dream which he could not remember. But he is killing his magicians, he is killing his sorcerers because they could not recall the dream which they never dreamt. <laughs> Whereas Pharaoh is calling them to remember the dream and also to interpret it. A dream which they never dreamt, which he has forgotten. But listen to verse number 16. This is when Joseph was called. After he had interpreted the dreams of uh, the two prisoners he had in prison, and the message came to Pharaoh. But Joseph's response gives us a clue when it comes to how to discern the voice of guidance through dreams and visions. He says, I cannot do it. Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. <clears throat> I cannot do it. But God will give Pharaoh the dream that he desires. And what did Joseph do? Joseph went on to inquire from God. Why? Because the interpretation of the dream is with the dream giver. The interpretation of a dream or a vision is with the dream giver or the vision giver. This is very important. <laughs> Sounds so simple, but very important. So, the secret to interpreting a dream or a vision that is communicating a divine message, the secret is with the dream giver and the vision giver. Remember, visions, dreams, and prophecy are within the context or are in the context of the outpouring of the Spirit. So, the one who gives visions to a New Testament believer, the one who gives visions to a New Testament believer is the Holy Spirit. So, when you dream and the symbols are not direct, the symbols are not clear, listen to me. Here's the simple thing that you need to do. To do. Go back to the vision giver. Go back to the vision giver. Go back to the dream giver. Who is the dream giver? Who is the vision giver? Is the Holy Spirit. So your relationship, your closeness with the, with the Holy Spirit is going to become of importance on a day-by-day -day basis. Don't develop a relationship of convenience. I'll repeat that. Don't develop a relationship of convenience where you only want to walk with the Holy Spirit because you want something from Him. Walk with Him even in times when you do not have anything that you are asking from Him. Maintain your closer walk with Him. Maintain your closer walk with Him in the very same way that the sheep had to stay close to the shepherd. A believer must stay close to Christ through the Holy Spirit, so that when he speaks to you, you become familiar with his voice. Because any dream and any vision that is not so clear to you, the Holy Spirit is going to give the interpretation to your spirit man. Ooh, I like that. He's going to reveal the interpretation of the vision to your spirit man. So whenever you have a dream, and it's coming from God. You have felt the quickening in your spirit. Go back to the vision giver. Like Daniel, he went back to God to reveal to him the interpretation of the dreams. Do like Joseph. When he had a dream, he went back to God for the interpretation of the dream. That is when the dream is not clear. But when the dream is clear, go ahead and act on the dream. Just like Joseph, the father of Jesus. When he was told to go to Egypt through a dream, he never questioned it. He rose up and he went to Egypt. Obedience is of importance when it comes to following the voice of guidance. Obedience is of great importance when it comes to following the voice of guidance. Church of God, listen to me. This is what I wanted to communicate to you. Visions and dreams are valid in the New Testament. The Holy Spirit will also provide guidance to you through visions and dreams. But remember, the challenge is not with direct messages or direct dreams that are clear. The challenge is when it comes to 
visions and dreams that are unclear, where the Holy Spirit is using symbols, a representation where one thing stands for another. And I'm saying to you, in terms of guidelines for interpreting or discerning that voice, number one, it is important for you to write down the vision. Remember the vision. Write it down. Commit it to paper. And number two, very, very important, become a student of the word. Become, have your life shaped by the written word of God. It's very important. And number three, and number three, it is very important. Go back to the vision giver. Inquire from him. Develop that intimate relationship. So within this context, I would say, go back to the first teaching of the voice of guidance where we spoke about the inward voice go to number two where we talk about the inward voice go to number three where we spoke about the voice of the holy spirit because the interpretation is logged in the inward witness the interpretation is logged in through the inward voice the interpretation is logged in the inward voice very very important because the Holy Spirit will speak to your spirit man. Spirit speaks to spirit. So if he's going to interpret the dream to you, he's going to do it to your spirit man. Lastly, there is also room for you, according to scripture, to go to people who are tried and tested, who are tried and tested to have the gift of interpreting dreams. It's not everyone. But how then do you know them? You subject them to one test. I call it the test of fulfillment. It's the test of fulfillment. If you're going to other people to seek counsel or guidance to interpret a dream that is not clear, subject the interpreters to the test of fulfillment. So in other words, those people, they must have, they, they must have they received dreams and got the interpretation. The dreams which they had, they must have come to fulfillment. They must tell you that I dreamed this and it happened. I dreamed this and it happened this way. You must be able to prove that lest you get misled. Very important. So you are able to go to other people. You can go to your pastor. You can go to your church leaders. But there must be a trick record of those people interpreting dreams. And also, when the Holy Spirit communicates to you through dreams, He's not just going to do it once. It's going to be a series of dreams. That is the one way you will know that the Holy Spirit speaks to you through dreams. And the dreams must come to pass. The dreams must come to pass. So in other words, there ought to be a reference. Very important. So Church of the Living God, it is my prayer. That whichever mode or whichever means the Holy Spirit chooses to communicate to you, be prepared, be able, be well able to discern the voice of guidance. Be well able to discern what we are calling the voice of guidance. The voice of guidance. The voice of guidance. Remember John 10 verse number 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they do follow me. In this life, we follow voices. In everything that we do, we follow voices. But it is important for you to follow the right voice. So even if the word is going to come through a vision or a dream, ask God for the spirit of discernment, the ability to interpret the dreams. Remember, the secret to interpreting the dream, it is in the dream giver and the vision giver. Don't exclude them. Don't just think about it in your mind, but commit the dream to your spirit man. Pay attention to the inward witness. Pay attention to the inward voice. And also pay attention to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Very important. May God bless you. May God cover you. And I pray that this series will continue to be of empowerment to you, to equip you so that you can grow in following the voice of guidance. Can I pray for you? Father, we thank you this, after, this morning. Thank you for giving us this grace, this privilege to bring your precious words to your precious people. And Lord, we pray today, oh God, that whichever way you're going to choose to speak to us, Lord, help us to be able to discern your voice, especially in the times that we are living in. We are asking you, Holy Spirit, to guide us, shield us and protect us from deception. Help us, oh God, keep us safe, oh God, in you, lest we fall prey to deceivers who are rising up in our time. Father, we pray today, oh God, we commit each and every one of us. We commit ourselves, oh God, to your word. 
Guide us and lead us, O oh God, through and by your word. In everything that we do, O oh God, Lord, grow us in our spirit, man. Grow us, O oh God, in discerning your voice. Equip us, O oh God, so that we can rise up and become a generation, become a church that is led by the spirit of the living God. Father, we thank you today. We commit this word into your hands. Help us to walk in it. Help us to grow in it. In the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for tuning into Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeens.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also interact with Pastor Danny on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description.